It's time for JT the Brick. Always, always great to be with the Brick. This is how you do radio in a professional sports town, and this hasn't been a professional sports town. It was just UNLV basketball for how many decades? Now you got the Raiders, and you got the Golden Knight. It's Big Boy Radio. JT the Brick. Hey, JT, how you doing, man? My radio show's a little bit more intense. It gets a little bit more crazy. It gets a little bit more emotional. It's Big Boy Radio. And now, here's JT the Brick. And filling in for JT today, here's Harry Ruiz. Raider Nation, let's close this week strong. Friday, and we got a home game this weekend in Las Vegas. Allegiant Stadium will be lit with Raider Nation showing up and also with a lot of folks that usually don't go to the games that want to experience the Death Star in a game day fashion. Being able to go out there because I was looking at the tickets on Ticketmaster and on StubHub and I was like, hey, you know what? It's pretty accessible compared to what we're going to see in the regular season and also compared to what we've seen in the regular season last year, which was the first one with fans in attendance. 30 bucks gets you into the stadium on Sunday if you go to a resale spot because people a lot of times don't want to go to watch preseason games because you're spending money on tickets, you're spending money on concessions, on parking. But at the end of the day, this is a job audition for a lot of the guys that are going to be on the field playing and trying to get that spot on the 53-man roster for the Raiders in the 2022 campaign. Raider Nation, we want to hear from you. 702-365-9200 and on social media at Harry Ruiz on Twitter, H-A-R-R-Y-R-U-I-Z and on Instagram, Harry underscore Ruiz. My question to you is, is there a right way to do the preseason in the NFL? In the past, there was pretty much a way where a lot of folks used to do it. Week one and two, you don't put any starters out there. But week three, you would send out your starting quarterback, your starting wide receiver core, and try to get their chemistry in the right way and try to get them in the same page and trying to make sure that they're ready for when the regular season kicks off. But we look back at 2020, heck, there was no preseason games. We went straight into week one, Raiders against Carolina. Week two, Raiders against New Orleans. And that's what happened. Week preseason last year, 2021. It was a Nathan Peterman show in Las Vegas, in Los Angeles, in San Francisco. The Raiders didn't use any other quarterback to throw passes in the preseason. In my opinion, it was a wrong decision to not give guys like Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards any snaps in the preseason as well. My guess is the coaching staff back then didn't want to risk any potential injury in preseason action. It didn't matter if Ruggs and Edwards didn't see a single preseason snap as rookies because of the pandemic. And then they played in regular season games and they didn't shine that much as rookies. Ruggs was having a a decent year until what happened happened with him. Brian Edwards, he got traded away. Definitely the Raiders didn't see him as a threat for the opposing teams this year in 2022. So they cut the losses and sent him away. I'm like, you know what? In this preseason, you want to see guys separate themselves from the pack. Nate Hobbs, he separated himself from the pack last year after playing against the Seahawks and the Rams. You knew he was a baller. 
You didn't want to put him out on the field anymore. So against San Francisco, you rested him. But he found his spot in this team in the preseason. So that's my question to you, Raider Nation. Is there a right way to do the preseason? We, the only starters that we've seen so far pretty much have been the offensive line because that's a big question mark on this squad this year. And Josh Jacobs, who, I mean, I love the reasoning why Josh McDaniels told us that he played against the Jacksonville Jaguars a week and a day ago out there in the Hall of Fame game. He wants to have his running backs out on the field securing the ball. And you're not going to emulate that in training camp when you're practicing out on the field because your teammates, they're not going to go hard at you. Guess what? The other teams will. So he put out Josh Jacobs out there. He put out Nate Hobbs out there. But besides them, there weren't a lot of starters out there playing in the preseason. And now we're going to get week one of the preseason with the Raiders taking on the Minnesota Vikings this Saturday at Allegiant Stadium 125. Sorry, this Sunday uh, at Allegiant Stadium 125. Thank you to Bobby Machado, our producer here in the studio, always taking care of me and making sure I don't screw up as much. So we, we try to take take this as serious as possible, but Bobby always puts in the fun here on the show. 1.25 p.m. Sunday afternoon at Allegiant Stadium here in Las Vegas. Of course, you're going to have JT the Brick and Eric Allen with the pregame show. Jason Horowitz and Lincoln Kennedy taking you with the action at 1.25. So catch the action here on Raider Nation Radio. Josh McDaniels, he spoke this morning at the Intermountain Healthcare and Performance Center in Henderson, Nevada, when he was asked about some of the stuff that has been going on in the preseason. And he he was asked, what can Derek Carr learn by watching from the sidelines instead of being out on the field? Yeah, I mean, all those guys, when they're not in the game, you know, to me, it's a great opportunity to, you know, for the quarterbacks, one, listen, you know, because he had the earpiece in. So it was basically like, you know, like he would be out there and this is the kind of communication, the dialogue um, that would be happening with the quarterback from the, from the play caller. Um, I think that's very valuable. And then I think all of our players – just understanding how we approach each situation. Um, each coaching staff, um, you know, I'd say addresses or tries to play situations differently uh, in many cases. So, you know, we were backed up last week. We had a two-minute situation come up on defense. You know, there's, there's all these different elements to the game that, you know, we just don't have that many opportunities, you know, to go through before, you know, September 11th. So, um Everything that they hear on the sideline, every time we have one of those come up in a preseason game, I think it's an opportunity for us to grow and improve. And he handled it perfectly last week, and I would expect the same this week. Yeah, and Derek Carr said the same thing yesterday when he was part of his press conference that you heard here on the JT, the Brick Show. It's like, hey, he was asking questions, and he was always listening to everything that was going on during that preseason game, week zero, against the Jacksonville Jaguars in Canton, Ohio. Every moment is a learning experience. It's not like what's going on out there in Tampa Bay where the quarterback is excused and he ain't going to return until nearly two weeks later. Uh, the Raiders out here, they want to learn everything down to the T. They want to find out every nuance of this new Raiders offense that's brought in from Josh McDaniels and his crew to Las Vegas. So every moment is a learning moment for Derek Carr, is a teaching moment for Josh McDaniels, for everyone in that staff. So I love it. Derek Carr, he's there. He's always trying to learn. And Paul Gutierrez, he asked Josh McDaniels, 
if Derek Carr and Devontae Adams are playing, here's what the head coach had to say. Josh, hate to ask yes or no questions, but uh, we think we'll see Derek Devontae on Sunday. You'll definitely see him at the stadium. <laughs> uh, they'll all be there. They'll all be there. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Josh McDaniels isn't going to say absolutely anything. We're going to find out once we're there at the stadium when kickoff is happening and you see Derek Carr with a helmet in his head, then he's playing. If he doesn't have a helmet on his head, he's just going to be watching like everybody else in the, in the, the, at the Death Star. So that's interesting, and that's the way that this coaching staff has been taught to do their way the Patriot way out there from New England. You don't say anything that you're not obligated to say. And I'm pretty sure Bill Belichick hates injury reports that the teams have to put out with players being listed as probable, as questionable, as uh, doubtful, as ready to go because you're saying what you can potentially be doing or not on the field depending on who's available to play or not. And right now in the preseason, Teams don't have to tell you absolutely nothing about availability. You don't get the first injury report until four days before kickoff in the regular season. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is when we get those injury reports from teams that play on Sundays. So we're not going to get anything until, what is it, September 6th or 7th, the first injury report, and then you'll be able to know a little bit more of the situation. So Raider Nation, once again, I ask you, is there a right way to do the preseason? I heard fans on social media pissed off that Josh Jacobs was playing in the game last week while I was calling the game in Spanish. There were fans that were happy that he was playing. Then there were fans that wanted to see Derek Carr play. Others that didn't. Tavante Adams, same situation. So there's people that think very different ways. And you heard Josh McDaniels on his, the first soundbite that we played from him is like every coaching staff has a different way of thinking a different way of doing things and that's what ends up happening with this training camp with the preseason everybody does the things the way they want to do them and they think that are the best way to do it for their teams for example joint practices this week the broncos hosted the cowboys next week the chargers are going to host the cowboys as well the Raiders, they're going to host the Patriots the week before their game at Allegiant Stadium. So these three out of four teams in the AFC West, they're having joint practices, which from what I've heard from the people I know around the league, they think that these joint practices help their teams a lot, sometimes even more than the preseason games. Because you actually send out your guys out to the field to do their thing against the ones from the other squads. You don't rest players because this is the great test for your guys. These are the challenges that are going to make them better. Preseason games, especially against teams that you're going to play against in the regular season like the Jaguars and the Patriots, you're not going to show them anything. I know that McDaniel said that he thinks that the both the Patriots game and the Jaguars game, they're too far down the road and things will be completely different by then. I'm like, I know, but I don't think anything you did in that preseason game is going to go down in the regular season. And definitely the players that we saw on the field, very few of them are going to be still in those starting spots once those weeks roll in after the bye week against the Jaguars towards the end of the season versus the Patriots. So keep that in mind. And 
there you go. Broncos, Chargers, Raiders, they do have joint practices. Who don't? The Chiefs. They don't have joint practices. They're like, hey, we're good. We don't have to show anybody anything. We don't have to test our guys against anybody else despite the losses that they have. So preseason, everybody has a different way of thinking, of doing things, of executing the way that they want their team to get prepared for once their regular season starts. It's August 12th. Regular season kicks off for the Silver and Black on September 11th. So we are a month away. Let's go to news also regarding the team that the Raiders will be facing this Sunday at 1.25 p.m. at Allegiant Stadium. The Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins, their starting quarterback, has tested positive for COVID, their head coach announced this morning. So he won't be making the trip. Unlike Derek Carr, who will be on the sidelines and always checking in with uh, other quarterbacks at sea action, Kirk Cousins won't. He has to stay in Minnesota, and he's one of the guys that last year, just like Aaron Rodgers, they were not vaccinated, that they were okay with having to go through extra testing and all that kind of stuff. So now he tested positive for COVID. I mean, for him, I think that's a good thing because he's getting some kind of immunity, so... That way he doesn't test positive during the first couple of months of the regular season. And now, but get, in my opinion, we weren't going to see Kirk Cousins Sunday at Allegiant Stadium on the field. We were going to see him on the sidelines, but they're not going to risk their guy, the guy that they just paid good bucks for out on the preseason week one to play against the Raiders. I'm like, no, they're going to keep him on the sidelines. And now... He's simply not going to be here in Las Vegas. He's not going to make the trip. So now who's going to play for the Minnesota Vikings in this preseason game? They got a couple of of options that they can definitely be using in Sean Mannion or Kellen Mond. Either of them will start and more than likely they'll be splitting playing time just like the Raiders did with the tandem of Jared Siddham who actually saw more playing time, but also add Nick Mullins to the mix. Chase Garbers, the rookie who played in the fourth quarter and got his first experience playing in the NFL. So it will definitely be interesting. The Raiders today, for the first time this week, practiced with no pads. And we had to add to the list of absences that we've had in the training camp for the Raiders, Josh Jacobs, who yesterday I was caught off guard for a bit during that 11 on 11 periods that they had towards the end of practice he was running with the twos for a while while Amir Abdullah was running with the ones that definitely caught me off guard surprised me but you know what they're gonna try every single combination out there at training camp same same thing we saw Thayer Mumford running with the ones for a bit and that's promising in my opinion because if you can get something out of a seventh round pick for the Raiders, that's definitely going to be interesting. Um, also reported by Tashawn Reed from The Athletic, the Raiders signed deep back, defensive back, Nate Brooks, who was practicing today with the Raiders. We know that the Raiders have been hurting in that cornerback room. Uh not in today on today's practice field were Craven LeBlanc, Rock Yassine, Anthony Averett, who pretty much haven't practiced over 
this past week. So they need bodies in there for the preseason game that's going to happen in 48 hours out at Allegiant Stadium. So Nate Brooks was brought in. Nate Brooks, who has been jumping around a couple of teams out in the NFL, has played four games in regular season action three with Miami in 2019, one with Baltimore in 2020. He was brought into the league by Arizona in 2019. That year, he was also with the Patriots, the Dolphins, 2020 already mentioned the Ravens in 2021 with the Buccaneers and Titans. And then this past season, also 2021 with Arizona and this off season, he was with the Cardinals for a bit. So now he's coming to the silver and black. How long will be, will he be here? We honestly don't know. There still hasn't been an official press release sent out for from the team, so there will obviously be uh, an adjustment with the roster to stay within the numbers allowed by the league. But for now, another body brought in for the preseason. But I'll say this. Another body brought in. That's what I thought Amir Abdullah has, was going to be for the Raiders. He was just going to come in playing the preseason for the Raiders, be a part of those cuts after the preseason game against the Patriots. He didn't have astonishing stats against the Jacksonville Jaguars a week ago, but he looked good on the field. And his teammates speak very, very highly about him and the culture that he brings into the locker room and the type of guy that he is. And then you look at the practice field, he runs a lot with the ones. I'm not saying that he's going to be the starting running back for the Raiders in week one, but the coaching staff obviously likes him. They like what they what he has done on the field with the team so far. So he's definitely a guy that we got to keep our eye on because the Raiders got Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, Brandon Bolden, Samir White, and that's already crowded running back room. But Amir Abdullah, he's a veteran. He's a guy that we got to keep our Ion. Raider Nation, the JT The Brick Show is brought to you by Resorts World Las Vegas. Check out Redtail at Resorts World, a social interactive gaming lounge with sports betting on sites, live entertainment, and dueling pianos. Three private karaoke rooms and expansive TVs to watch the big game and every UFC card. Enjoy the drama before the party as Redtail is the spot to pregame Zook nightclub. Then go to the front of the line to enter the club. Happy hours every Thursday through Sunday, 4 to 6 p.m., $3 off any 20-ounce beer, $2 off all appetizers, and $1 off bony and wings. Plus, JT is going to be catching Monday Night Football there during the regular season. So check out Resorts World, an incredible place out here on the Las Vegas Strip. Raider Nation, we're going to go to a break, and we're going to come right back with Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Las Vegas. She had an opportunity to sit down with Raiders President Sandra Douglas Morgan yesterday at the Raiders headquarters, so we're going to catch up with her. And also, she is with Fox 5 Vegas, who will be broadcasting the rest of the Raiders preseason games in the following three weeks. This is the JT The Brick Show. We're coming right back. Was everybody ready to go? Back you know, to the and JT, uh, the you know, we, we with made today's this. guest host Harry Ruiz. Was everybody ready to go? You know, and uh, you know, we, we made the decisions we thought were the right decisions for our team, and um, some based on depth, some based on just wanting to get guys opportunities to you know get in there, and 
I always think it's good for backs to carry the ball in the preseason, you know, and, you know, it, there's a lot of things that happen when you're getting tackled and hit that you can't simulate in practice. So um, I think all our guys had the ball tonight. All our, all our guys either caught it or, um, or, you know, were handed the ball and had to get, you know, tackled. And, um, you know, we can't really simulate that or rip that in practice. There's Raiders head coach Josh McDaniel speaking about why Josh Jacobs saw action and played in those seven snaps where he touched the ball on last week's game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We still don't know if he will play or not this Sunday, but we'll definitely be waiting to see if that ends up happening. And just like Josh Jacobs was in Alabama a couple of years ago, our next guest here on the JT The Brick Show, she was in Alabama a couple of years ago, Paloma Villacana. Paloma, como estas? Buenas tardes. There you go. Sorry, Paloma. Now we got you. How you doing? Como estas? <laughs> Hola, Harry. ¿Qué pasó? ¿Qué pasó? <laughs> nothing much. Nothing much here comparing you with Josh Jacobs, also a former Alabama uh, media personality yourself. Josh Jacobs, former player. Now both of you guys here in this market in Vegas. Were you shocked to see him play last Thursday? You know, it was. It was shocking. And, um, you know, just knowing him and, and his his history and, you know, I know he's he's played his entire time with the Raiders injured. We know he put up a historic rookie season with the Raiders uh, and he was doing that whole season with a cracked shoulder. So we know we know Josh is a dog. We know he's incredibly hardworking and we know he's he's played through several injuries with the Raiders. So uh, for him to to get out there on the Hall of Fame game in, in Canton, Ohio, of course, was the biggest headline across the nation. But, um, you know, I talked to his agent and his agent, of course, was just telling me that the number one goal is for him to not get injured this preseason if he's going to play in the next three preseason games. Uh, you know, he hopes he can stay healthy out there. But that's just Josh McDaniels. And what he said after the game is that it's kind of his philosophy, his his coaching style of uh, making sure all the all the backs get playing time and, you know, kind of, you know, replicate that, that action that you don't get at practice. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Josh Jacobs, uh, you know, this Sunday against the Vikings, um, you know, and, and, you know, I think McDaniels was also asked, are we going to see Derek Carr and Devontae Adams also, you know, play in Sunday's game? And, and Josh McDaniels says they'll be there. So, um, but, you know, we're, I think we're just starting to see more of McDaniels and his style of coaching and his philosophy and kind of the Patriots way. Uh, I was joking with someone that, you know, this is the Las Vegas Patriots. So <laughs> uh, we're, I'm, I'm excited to see more, more, uh, more McDaniels and his style. And, uh, you know, it is the preseason, so we're seeing a lot of the backups, the twos and threes. But, um, you know, this Sunday at Legion Stadium, I'm excited for Raider Nation to be back out there and be rocking. Absolutely. I know a lot of folks that are flying in from Oakland, driving in from L.A., coming in from other parts of the country and also from other countries that they got. They can only come out in August. So they're going to try to yeah. take advantage of this game out here. And that that's why I'm asking the question to Raider Nation. Is there a right way to do the preseason? Because every coach, they got their own train of thought and some mm -hmm. of them do it one way. Some of them do it the other. And it doesn't matter which way they go. There's always going to be frustrated fans because they want it their way but guess what they're not on the field so there's only one guy that has a voice in that building and it's josh mcdaniels of course with uh, general manager dave ziegler as well and putting his input there 
Yeah, yeah, and it's preseason. I mean, we we can talk all about these games, and you know, we can get nitty gritty down to all the X's and O's. But it is the preseason, and there's still 20 more games left to be played. So, uh, you know, there's there's a long season, and and just the biggest thing, if you are going to put starters, and if you are going to put your franchise players in, you just want to make sure that you know. They don't get hurt. They don't get injured. You still got them, uh, you know, because I, I can just remember, you know, um, Tony Romo breaking his back in the preseason and Dak Prescott going in for Tony Romo and, you know, that whole drama. So that's, that's just what you hope. If the starters are going in, if the ones are going in, you just hope they just don't, don't get hurt out there. Absolutely. And Paloma? We're talking with Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Vegas. Fox 5 Vegas is the official broadcast home of the Las Vegas Raiders, and you guys will be carrying the next three preseason games for the Silver and Black here in Las Vegas. Tomorrow's game for any – sorry, Sunday's game. I want this game to be yeah. already. No, happen already. I, I think it's – yeah, I've, I've been saying the season's here. Let's go. I thought UNLV football started next weekend. So, you know, it, 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 we're all ready for the football season. To, exactly. To get here. <laughs> so the game's on Sunday. You'll be able to watch it if you're here in Las Vegas on Fox 5 Vegas. If you're in any other part of the country, NFL Network will be carrying as well. And Paloma, you guys have a big pregame show scheduled yeah. to go down. Is that correct? Yes. So it's a one-hour pregame show starting at 12 o'clock on Sunday. And Fox 5 will be having a pregame show all three, the, the next three remaining of the, the preseason game. So tune in to Fox 5 an hour before kickoff. We'll have an awesome preseason show bringing you exclusive stories, exclusive one-on-ones. Um, I sat down with the Raiders president, Sandra Douglas Morgan, this week. We'll be airing her, her amazing interview this Sunday. I also sat down with the Raiderettes. Uh, I sat down with two Raiderettes whose moms were were Raiderettes and kind of started the whole Raiderettes uh, history and, and everything with that. So that was awesome. Also, the Raiderettes do so much off the football field that I did not know about. So we'll be featuring the Raiderettes and, and everything they do in the community and off the football field, too. So that was really eye-opening and really cool to sit down with the Raiderettes and then of course, sitting down with, with Sandra Douglas Morgan was amazing. She's so humble. She's a Las Vegas native, born and raised here, went to high school here. Um, she did her undergrad at UNR. She went to law school at UNLV. Um, and it's just awesome to see a woman of color, you know, a female in that position for the very first time in the NFL. So an amazing interview with her. Um, you know, I was talking to her about, her first month as as the Raiders president, she's been all over the country in Canton, Ohio. She's been at the the owners' meetings in Minneapolis. She's been, you know, at Allegiant Stadium doing the the Viva Idolbus uh, partnership. So she's been nonstop. And I sat down with her and I said, you know, how has this month been for you? You've been all over the country. And she's like, I, I'm embracing this new role. I'm so thankful to be in this new role. But I'm also still trying to be a mom and still trying to buy my kids school supplies and get my my kids off to school in the morning. And, you know, I, I may seem like, you know, the team's president and I have this new role. But really, I, I'm just a mom, a wife, and, uh, you know, just, just a woman so, so thankful to be in that position. So... I know she inspires me. I know several other sports reporters, you know, sports 
broadcasters are inspired to see a female, a woman of color, um, the first African-American female president in the NFL. So I feel like she's opened the door for a lot of females in, in my position and, and just the young girls that see her on TV and, and see her at the games and see her sitting next to Mike Davis and saying, you know, that could be me one day. Absolutely. And she's also been out there at training camp and I've seen video of her signing autographs for fans and fans asking her for pictures. She's becoming a big personality now that she's with the silver and black. She has done very big things in her career already. But now that she's in the NFL world, she's becoming even a bigger name out here in our community. So, of course, check out the Raiders pregame show on Fox 5 Vegas from noon to one, including Paloma Villacana's exclusive one-on-one interview with Raiders president Sandra Douglas Morgan. Follow Paloma on social media as well. She posted a little (laughs) tidbit of the interview that we'll be playing a little bit more head on to today's JT, The Brick Show. So Paloma, this president for the Silver and Black, do you think she, so she's a minority just like us. Mm -hmm. And something that I want the Raiders to hopefully do better in the future is get closer to that community especially now in mexico that Mm -hmm. they got marketing rights out there having her on board do you think the raiders are going to do an even better job when it comes to that i think it's the nfl as a whole you know in 2020 with the pandemic dealing with social injustice you know the the push to hire more minorities in the nfl the push to hire more head coaches more black head coaches um and, and and just in general i feel like You know, the WNBA does a really great job of, you know, pushing for minorities, pushing for women. We've seen what Mark Davis has done with the Aces, hiring Nikki Fargus as the team president, hiring a female GM. You know, the Aces, their front office is almost all female, which is amazing to see. Um, And, and, you know, Becky Hammond coming in there and, and, and it being such a successful team this season. But... Uh, you know, when talking to Sandra Douglas Morgan, she told me, you know, she hopes that by her being in this position, she hopes to see women join her at the table. She hopes to see a woman at the head of the table, you know, in, in five years, in 10 years, you know, how, however long it has to take. Uh, you know, she hopes that she's not the only woman in the room, that being in this position, being uh, the president of the Raiders, the first female African-American president in the NFL. She hopes that that will open the door for more females to be in her position and and be in the room with her. And absolutely, I think the Raiders know that Raider Nation is is full of Latinos, full of Mexicans, full of Hispanics, um, and, and proud, and proud. And it's awesome, you know, being able to work with you, Harry, and being you know, outside at the parking lots, outside of Allegiant Stadium, and just seeing the, the Hispanic culture around Raider Nation. It's so important. And we know L.A. had a big Hispanic community. Oakland has a big Hispanic community. And Las Vegas has a big Hispanic community, too. So to see all, all three cities kind, kind of come together here in Vegas, and then we're talking about the Raiders, you know, globally, too, globally in Mexico, uh, and just across the border, you know, we're, we're see- I mean, you can't go anywhere in the world without seeing the Raiders shield and, you know, the Raiders logo. So um, we know how big their, their community is. We know how big their fan base is. And um, for more Latinos to be involved with, with the organization and for more Latinos to, to be able to connect with the Raiders, 
Harry, I don't know. Do any of the players speak Spanish? Do we need to do some investigating? So I think uh, Jackson Barden, offensive lineman, he went to okay. a mission down to Argentina or somewhere in South America. Oh, wow. So he speaks a little bit of Spanish is what I have been told. <laughs> yeah. But I have never been granted an interview with him. But hopefully <laughs> this year is the year that that happens. But besides him, I haven't heard about anybody else. But you know what? Kenyon Drake last year, he shocked a little bit uh-huh. everybody else in the press conference where he walk, walked up and he said, buenos dias. And then Levi <laughs> Edwards, who speaks a little bit of Spanish as well, he was like, okay. como estas? And muy bien. I was like, wait, 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 what's going on right here? So we'll figure out. Or if not, yeah. we got to make some people bilingual out there. So Sandra, Absolutely. Sandra yeah. so it's in my opinion, it's time to serve that fan base better because there's a lot yes. of Spanish-speaking folks mm-hmm. that don't speak English. So... They bleed silver and black. They love the team. Yeah. It's time to serve them better. So Sandra Mo- yeah. Douglas Morgan, we've spoken a lot about a lot of firsts that she has been, but she wants that in the mm-hmm. future. That's not much of a story, but it's simply the next. Somebody that's first right now is the Aces. They're first mm-hmm. place right now, and they got everything in their power to potentially be the number one seed in the WNBA playoffs. Uh, these Aces... Can they be stopped? Because they got a li- they had a little bump in the road, but they're, it seems like they're back on track, and you cover them better than anybody else in town. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been great to see the Aces finish strong. We know we hit, they hit a bump in their, their schedule kind of around the All-Star break. They had lost five of their last seven games. And Asia Wilson, you know, she's, she's the captain of that team, and she, you know, along with, you know, Chelsea Gray and the other, the other members. But Asia Wilson came out and said, listen, we need to find our identity, we need to get our team together, and we need to come out pissed off coming off the All-Star break. And I think they just did that. They just came off pissed off. They've, they've, you know, they've come so close. They've come so close to winning a championship the past few years. But coming close isn't good enough. You know, they, they want to win the whole thing this year. And that's kind of the mentality they've had this season, just playing pissed off, you know, not being able, like, we're up 20 points. We're not satisfied being up 20 points. Uh, you know, we, we've seen them dominate some teams this season where at halftime they're up by 40 points at halftime. But they still keep that hunger mentality in the second half that, you know, we're pissed off. We're not satisfied. Uh, we've come close to winning the championship the past few years. But, you know, this, this, this they're playing like this is it. Like they're about to take down anyone and everyone uh, you know, they've won three straight. They beat Chicago last night. Uh, they took down the Atlanta Dream earlier this week. They beat uh, Seattle in Sioux Birds last game in Seattle. So that was huge to to uh, take down the Seattle Storm in, in Sioux Birds last game in a packed arena in Seattle. So, uh, you know, and, and they're out Sierra Cahambi, which is, you know, one of their starters this season. But um, they seem to kind of just pull it together and continue to dominate on both ends of the floor. Um, it's just exciting to watch Asia Wilson and Kelsey Plum and Chelsea Gray and Raquana Williams out there. And I know this whole regular season has been so exciting. So I know the playoffs are the playoffs are going to be just as as lit and as exciting at Michelob Ultra Arena. Um, hands down, Harry, Michelob Ultra Arena is popping. Like it's popping. I didn't realize how much fun you know every single Aces game was until this season so if you haven't been to an aces game you gotta go it's so much fun but especially with playoffs you know right around the corner you gotta go check them out
and you beat me to the punch when I was about to talk about Dierica Hamby, who got hurt two to four weeks yeah. out. Was the original is the original prognostic prognostication about her being out two to four weeks? Sorry, two to four weeks means that she could be back for the semifinals, mm-hmm. right? If it's two weeks only. Yeah, and she's a huge. I mean, she's a big key fact. She started. She started all season, and she was really shining and growing under Becky Hammond. Um, you know, she was just there. She was right there underneath the, the basket when they needed her. She plays in transition. She plays tough defense. Uh, she's created turnovers all season long. Um, you know, she's a key factor in that starting five. So for her out, it just means that you know the depth on this team has to has to pull up and. Um, you know, we've seen we've seen them pull up, pull through, you know, pull through without her. So that's that's just the mentality of the team. But my hat goes off to Becky Hammond and her really pulling the best out of these players, her really pulling the best out of Asia Wilson, the best out of Kelsey Plum, um, you know, encouraging them to shoot the three, you know, play strong on defense. And, and we've seen Jackie Young and, and Kelsey Plum have breakthrough seasons. And um, it's been a lot of fun to watch them. So with Sierra Hamby out, it just means that, you know, Raquana Williams, Kia Stokes, you know, everyone else on the team has to step up. And, of course, we're talking aces because they're the sister club of the Raiders now that Mark Davis purchased yeah. the team. And I got to give <laughs> Mark Davis props because he bought the mm-hmm. team. He brought in a coach that a lot of people thought that her next step was the NBA. And I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure she's not a coach that's going to be taking a modest salary. She's... She deserves to be one of the best-paid coaches in basketball. She was brought in here, a big name, and then he has re-upped some of the players on the roster, giving Kelsey Plum an extension, Hamby an extension. And it's like, hey, Mm -hmm. he wants to put money in this because he wants this team to win. He wants to give Las Mm -hmm. Vegas not only one winning product, he wants to give Vegas two winning squads. Yeah, and it's it's great to see every time we're down by the Raiders headquarters, the Aces facility being built right next door to the Raiders headquarters at Henderson. I've never seen a WNBA team's training facility right next door to an NFL team's training facility. So I can anticipate the Aces and the Raiders doing a lot together. You know, maybe the Aces coming out to practice or or, you know, the Raiders coming out to, to the Aces practices. But it's awesome to see that Mark Davis has really invested in, in the future of the Aces and, you know, the financial future of the Aces. And obviously hiring Becky Hammond was, was just a huge get for, for Vegas and um, her expertise coming from the San Antonio Spurs. And, yeah, Becky Hammond has, has proved everyone in the NBA and the WNBA that she can be a head coach. She could be a successful head coach and, and she's just awesome, you know, on and off the court as a mother, you know, I've seen her two boys around, around the games and um, you know, the players can only, only rave about her. So it's been awesome to see Becky Hammond completely take over Las Vegas and, and put the aces uh, on a winning way. I think they jumped out to like a franchise best, like 10 and one record. So it's been, it's been a fun season with the aces. And now, now we're heading into playoffs and we'll see if the aces can win this whole thing. And I love seeing Raiders players at aces game and games yeah. and then aces players at Raiders games. We saw them last year. I'm pretty sure they'll be there this season as well. Paloma Villacana, muchísimas gracias. Thank you so much. <laughs> Where can people follow you on social media? And of course on the newscast at Fox five. 
Yeah, well, we have the Reb Zone coming up soon, too, with UNLV. So, like you said, Harry, I mean, I thought you, I thought the UNLV football season started next weekend because I'm so ready. But uh, first Reb Zone of the season on Fox 5 next Sunday. The Rebels kick off their season August 27th. And then, of course, we are full in on our, our Raiders preseason pregame shows. We're the official broadcast station of the Raiders. So, Kevin Bollinger, Vince Sapienza, and I have you covered to a T. Uh, with the Raiders, and we'll be traveling with the Raiders nonstop this season. So um, it's here. It's here, Harry. My sleep is gone. My sleep is gone. <laughs> it's going to disappear real soon. By the way, I need you to tell Marcus Arroyo we need a Spanish broadcast for UNLV. Oh, I know. Yes, I agree. They're missing I agree. that. I, you know, my next interview with Marcus, I'm going to do it in Spanish, and I'm going to see what he says. He's going to be like, uh, Paloma. <laughs> Paloma no sé. <laughs> Poquito español. <laughs> My next interview with him, we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, Marcus Arroyo, he's great. He's got his whole team turned up a whole new notch this level this year. So can't wait to see them kick off on, on August 27th. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Vegas. Check out the pregame show this Sunday, noon to 1 on Fox 5 Vegas. Let's go to a break. Raider Nation will be right back with more here on the JT The Brick Show that is presented by Grimaldi's Pizzeria. Hands down, my favorite pizza in Las Vegas. Only at Grimaldi's Pizzeria can you get famous New York-style coal-fired brick oven pizza that you crave. Grimaldi's has four locations in the Vegas Valley. To find one near you, go to Grimaldi's Pizza. Pizzeria.com. It's Friday, a perfect day for pizza. Go to Grimaldi's. to the JT The Brick Show with today's guest host, Harry Ruiz. Well, on July 7th, when Mark Davis, you know, announced you as team president, it was it was so empowering to see a woman of color, a female in that role. Uh, you know, when I, I saw the pictures of you, it made me say, I could do that. My daughters could do that. You know, my future generation of females could be in this position. Has it been a goal of yours to to always push the door open for women of color? Well, I, if I'm able to, then absolutely. You know, and I realize that I've been really blessed and, and lucky to have been able to break um, barriers um, in Nevada and now, you know, in the NFL. So, Paloma, even your comments just mean so much to me. Um, just making sure that other people have an opportunity to achieve things that obviously weren't in the cards for us. You know, even I would say not only decades ago, but even five years ago. So we're at a point where we don't want to have to necessarily be the first. We want to get past that. We want to make sure that we are being judged and evaluated based on our own experience and our abilities. But look, it, it, you know, it has to happen. And so I'm just happy to be able to hopefully be some an inspiration to girls and women, you know, to be able to hopefully achieve, um, you know, just being an executive in an NFL team. There's part of that one-on-one -on -one interview that Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Vegas had with Raiders team president Sandra Douglas Morgan. You'll be able to hear more of it this Sunday from noon to one. Fox 5 Vegas has a pregame show live from Allegiant Stadium, including a lot of exclusives, including this interview from Paloma with Sandra Douglas Morgan. Today, the Raiders practiced indoors at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, so the practice was a little bit shorter than usual, and we got part of the sound bites from the post-game, post- -game, post 
practice press conferences at Raiders headquarters. Raiders defensive tackle Kyle Pecco at the podium. Uh, you guys uh, have had to fill a couple different roles up there, um, depending on what kind of formation you're in. How, how do you handle that as a defensive defensive lineman having to learn different positions? Uh, I think Coach Pat got us, you know, going through a couple different formations. But up front, you know, the more you can do, the better. So I think for all the interior guys, knowing, you know, each end knows and three-tech spot is just beneficial for, you know, for the whole defense in the long run. Throughout your career, whether it's college or the pros, have you kind of played in different kind of systems where you've been asked to do those things in the past? Yeah, college and earlier in my early career, I was just like strictly nose. Um, and then after going to different couple teams, I've been in a different couple defenses now. So uh, I've been able to learn uh, the end and the, the three tech and the nose spot. So I know a couple more things in the tool belt. Looking forward to uh, playing against uh, your old teammate, Sean Mannion, on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, former Beaver. Um, yeah, it'll be exciting. It'll be cool to see him out there. Um, Sean's, a, Sean's a great quarterback and a good dude, so uh, it'll, it'll be fun. It'll be a good, good little battle. How, how do you think the development of the defensive line is coming along right now, just in general? Are you guys where you want to be? Are you in a schedule behind where you think might be your... Um, I think it's good. Um, Coach uh, Ocam and Pat has... Uh, they got us going and, um, you know, have slowly developed with the, we got the young boys in there, but we got a pretty um, vetted room. So uh, I think, um, you know, we're just working hard, you know, day in, day out during camp and um, kind of taking it day by day. Can you talk about the transition playing from a one gap and two gap and learning cross-functioning on both? You talk about the three tech, you played nose tackle, it's two gap. Talk about the difference between the two and what is the hardest adjustment when making that transition? Uh, two gap, I, I mean, for for us up front, I mean, you know, the trenches are the trenches. I don't know whether you're playing one gap or two gap. You know, we're, we're down there in the dirt. So uh, not a big difference for the interior guys. Uh, but overall, for the defense, I think it's going to free up and help our linebackers a lot. And uh, it's going to be beneficial for us. Like you mentioned, you've bounced around to a lot of different teams now. What's that been like? Are you just used to every year coming and having to learn a new system? Or, you know, what have been the benefits or the challenges of uh, you know, moving around so much? Um, I, I would, for myself, I've enjoyed it. Um, I've been lucky and blessed to be able to have a career, you know, this long, whether it's been bouncing around or not. Um, but like I said, I think it was, it's been beneficial for me because I've been in so many um, different defenses and uh, – you know, positions along the interior line. Um, I think that's maybe why I've been able to last so long. You like Las Vegas so far? What, what stood out about, about coming here since you've been uh, all around, like I said? Yeah, no, Las Vegas is great. I'm from California, born and raised, so uh, pretty familiar with Vegas, uh, close to home, which is super nice for me and my family. Um, but uh, Vegas is great. And then, you know, you know, having the Raiders here is even better. Known for having a big uh, Polynesian community, has that made you feel more uh, yeah. welcome? You... For sure, I've been into I've been in some uh, some teams, and there's not a big Polynesian community out there, so I feel, <laughs> you know, not lonely, but you know, it's a little different. But yeah, coming here and seeing a lot of familiar faces, it's it's, it's nice. Hey, all good. Thanks. Cool. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks. There's Raiders defensive tackle Kyle Pecco from today's media availability after. 
the practice the Raiders had indoors at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Raider Nation, it's time to wrap up our number one of the JT The Brick Show. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk about Darren Waller. We got sound bites from him. We got sound bites from Josh McDaniels and the latest information about what's going on with his situation. Why is he not practicing? We'll talk about it after this break and we'll take your calls. 702-365-9200. This is a JT The Brick Show on Raider Nation Radio. 920 a.m. 